Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. This year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to leave behind the diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. All Kind Nut Bars lead with first ingredient, nutrition-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel almond and sea salt and peanut butter dark chocolate. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Wind Down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Wind Down Mondays. Yay. Favorite day. We got Easton. We got Jen. We got Michael in the house today. Um, How was your weekend? It was fantastic. I went away for a couple days. I took Rocco to the beach. Ooh, because the heat wave in LA has been insane. So we went to Newport Beach, went to the tide pools. Swam in the pool. Did your boyfriend go with you? He did. And his 13-year-old daughter. Aww. So it was really fun. And let me tell you, a whole new experience, trying to keep a 13-year-old and a 6-year-old entertained. Really? There's like the two prime ages that you can't. What do you mean? I feel like their world is their oyster. It is, but they're interested in very different things. One wants Mexican food. The other wants... Sushi. Chicken tenders. Oh, one yeah. wants Starbucks. The other one wants, you know, donuts. The, <laughs> do they get along, the kids? They get along. They're great. The one thing that unites them is wave jumping and Fortnite. <laughs> I, that sounds amazing. It's No, it was really that's fun. That's great. No, we that's good they time. get along, though, because that would be, like, the scariest thing, I think, about, like, blending a family it's is difficult. not knowing if the kids are going to get along. Because if the kids don't get along, it's like, all right, well, we how are we going to do this? It just won't work. It wouldn't, right? No, there's no way. They fight like siblings, though. That's good. That's good. Which is good. Yeah. It's really, and she's really sweet with him. Does she like you? Yeah. Because a girl at that age is tough. Yeah, but she's, she's not super tough. Okay, that's good. She's She's really easy to get along with, sensitive. That's good. Super sweet. I was a rager Really grateful, thankful. (laughs) I was too. Yeah, I was like, hormones! I know, (laughs) right? Yeah. But it was really fun. It was 
It was nice to get out of the city. Yeah. I forget how, you know, how we get. I am such a creature of habit where I end up doing the exact same thing. Oh, go to the country store for coffee. Farmer's Market Sunday. Yes, Farmer's Market. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's go to the Grove. Mm, Yeah. yeah, the ex- it's like Groundhog's Day every single day. People at the Grove, oh, God. Yeah. in the heat, <sighs> the worst yeah. place ever. How about you guys? Did you have a good weekend? We had an awesome we weekend. Had a great weekend. Yeah, we had like an amazing weekend. But before the weekend, we potty trained Jolie. Love because it was so hot in LA. So we're like, we don't want to go outside. Right. She's about to start her, you know, three day half school preschool days. So has to be potty trained. She didn't have to be, oh, but okay. they encourage it, obviously. Obviously. And she you knows she's two and a half. So we're like, okay, the time is now. And he had a lighter work schedule. So he's like, okay, I'm going to be able to help. Cause I didn't want to just, well, I didn't want to put it on one of us. Just I wanted us to be able to help each other. It's a job. Stressful. Yeah. It's very stressful. But I think we did, I mean, she was incredible. That's like she was so, so good. Awesome. Yeah. And like, we just like worked together really well. And like, it was, it was good. Like she did great. Did you do the three day? We did the three day where she was just butt naked. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. And by the third day, she was just like, pee pee. Amazing. And girls what? are a little easier than potty training boys for some reason. Do you sit the boys down or do they stand up? They sit down. <laughs> okay. And, and <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. No, you're right. I need he, to know these things. Though, he didn't start standing up until he was four oh. using the restroom, actually standing up like a male. Does he have to push his pee pee down? Yes, he used to. <laughs> yes. So it's like they know that they have to like push it down. They know. They know. Well, you teach them too. The other thing is... I did the three-day, but I used a treasure chest. I went to the dollar store, and I bought, like, $100 worth of just whatever. Yeah. So every time he used the bathroom, he got to pick something out of the treasure chest. Oh, cute. So in with I waited until he was three because boys just need the extra. They need extra time. Naturally. <laughs> like all things. I know. Yes. Like all things, men yeah. need a little bit more time. So just know in the future, you are going to want to wait. Yeah. When you have the boy. The little boy. The little boy in the belly. You yes. know, I didn't tell you this this what? weekend, honey. <laughs> we were out at uh, lunch yesterday with some my family that we were in town. And Jolie's just playing this game now. She just every... Five seconds, oh, yeah. she has to go potty, right? Oh, so and it's yeah. like you got to take them because they're saying it because at one time they actually have to go. Like it's, <laughs> you know, you want to make sure you take them. Yeah. And so I took her in the men's room and we tried. She didn't have to go. So then I have to go to the bathroom. I used the, the urinal. And so then she started pointing the other other urinal. She's like, that one? Like, <laughs> like she wanted to like, she was like starting to like mess with oh, her pan. No. <laughs> I considered it for a second. I was like, maybe I'll just hold her up. And no. Thank God. So I was like, I don't want to start that. that habit. So she oh, wanted, no. she, she wanted to stand up and pee. That's, That's really so funny. funny. That's our girl. She, um, she confuses a fart <laughs> with like poop. So like she, every time she's like. Potty, 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 and then she'll go and she'll be like, "Ah, oh, done." I'm like, "Honey, we're like, baby, that's a fart, okay?" So like, you can you can fart and not have to go to the bathroom. Like, it's polite of you to like. She doesn't trust go to the her bathroom. farts yet. Yeah, but like she doesn't. So yeah. Great. So I was Michael and I were um we were we were coming back from lunch and I said, "When do you trust a fart?" 
Because that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like that was our <laughs> that was intellectual that was conversation our, this on weekend. The, yeah, on the drive back. At what like, point do you trust a fart? I know, because I'm like, if I was two and a half, like, I'm like, I still, I mean, I'm 34 years old. I still shouldn't trust a fart sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, good on her to like not trust it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I have sharted before. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. No. Like, I didn't, I should have trusted it and I didn't. <laughs> I know. That, that, so that was our I'm weekend, dying. Jen. Tom, come on. Everybody has. No. And, and listen, little boys, Rocco's still. Jen's not going to admit she should. Has accidents. He, you know, because it's hard for them. They just, yeah. they don't know. No. They, they just don't know. No idea. Um, so there is a new show. I don't know, Jen, if you heard about this, but it is premiering on the TLC network. It premieres on Sunday at 8, 7 central on TLC. It's called The 90 Day Fiance. Have you heard about it? I've heard rumblings. Rumblings. Okay, well, let me just tell you this. It's the 90-day countdown known around the world. TLC's hit show, 90 Day Fiance, is taking you on a journey from the very, very beginning and going before the 90 days. These couples fall in love online, and Mm. now we get to see their first date halfway around the world. They're taking, yeah, they're taking a huge risk and putting their life on the line for love. So there's culture shock, language barriers, unexpected twists and turns. I mean, mm, I don't know. relationships survive? Who will get down on one knee? I don't know. Um, some of the couples don't even speak the same language, and they have to use a translator app to communicate. Okay, wait a second. Communication is hard enough anyway. Yeah, and I know. That's, Whoa. Yeah. Um, so they've only talked online, but I guess anything is possible when they meet in person. Um, when they arrive in a foreign country, will their soulmate be there to meet them, and will they turn out to be who they say they are? I mean... <laughs> Will they return home engaged or heartbroken? You got to find out on uh, 90 Day Fiance, which premieres Sunday at 8, 7 central. Well, let's check out some of the cast. Did you read this? Rachel and John. She's a single mom from New Mexico. He's from England and has a criminal record. They met on a karaoke Oh, and then there's 52-year-old Angela from Georgia, and her head over, is head over heels for her 30-year-old Nigerian sweetheart, Michael, whose friends question why he's dating a grandma. But Marta and Dyer mm-hmm. are my favorite, though. <laughs> Marta is a Catholic exotic dancer, and Daya is a devout Muslim and doesn't speak English. She's flying to Algeria to meet him. Sounds like love at first sight. <laughs> Talk about uh, mother-in-law scary stories. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch their journey and you guys can too. It premieres Sunday at 8, 7 central on TLC. I'm watching it. But um, I'm really super excited because John Edward, I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he is um, incredible. But Amy, go ahead. Well, <laughs> Amy just I never like, talk. I never talk. Besides when Ma- uh, Mayim was And here. this, you guys. So Jana, I want you to tell like your personal how you've been wanting to meet John Edward right now. Yes. But first you guys, like I'm like, my hands are sweating because this guy is so real. I know. So here is what happened. This is years ago, like three or four years. I'm like sweating. He's so real. Like I'm a total naysayer, but this guy is real. He talks to dead people because I had a business call with him for something for Ryan Seacrest or something where it was like a business call. It wasn't supposed to be like he was reading me. And at the time, I was going through this, like, super hard time. Like, it sucked so bad. I can't even explain. So I'm on the phone with him talking work, and he, like, stops the business call and says, hey, like, are you all right? Or something like that. And I just start crying. He goes, I know there's an issue. The name is 
blank. Like, I, my heart is pounding. Like, this is so real. It was the name. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. my God. And he said, there's an issue with a car, which there was a total issue with a car. And he said, you need to get this guy out of your life. Mm. He, I said, like, can we be friends? Like, I was trying. So, like, he said, you need to cut this guy out like a cancer. And he was so right. Like, nothing's ever been so right. And I was, I mean, I didn't do it at the time. I was just going to ask you. That was my next question. Did you do it? I did it about, let's see, July, August, September, like four or five months later. Okay. This guy is so real. So, like, if you're listening, I hope he reads you, Jana, so bad. I heard he's not going to. I think we have a shot at it. Like, I'm hoping he's going to come in and, like, get a vibe. So, I'm going to go get him. Okay. Because you guys don't understand. Can you guys believe that it's so real? Oh, my God. Like, he knows and Michael, my naysayer husband's like, I'm sure there was an email or something that he maybe read. No, it's, it's, nah, it's not just that. I just, he was on, on your a, Instagram. A, yeah, I'm a big skeptic. <laughs> yeah, you I, are a huge skeptic. I just want to ask questions on where does it come from? Like, yeah, where did it start? How did right. he know? Yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Like so his I, kids. Do like, does he does he a... does he read his kids? Like, right. He's got a family. Does he read his wife? Is his wife like, yo, leave me alone. Stop reading all my. Do you know I, I think had a psychic? He, my, sorry, my last psychic said to cut you out like a cancer, Mike. <laughs> and he's still here. I know. I'm still here, baby. Still fighting. Do you know she told me that? Like when we were at like a wedding, she's like, "The man really? you're with, you need to cut him out like a cancer." Oh my god! I know. So I'm like actually really pumped about this spot because mm-hmm. since being pregnant, my boobs have turned into like a national monument, and <laughs> none of my bras fit me like at all. Um, and I feel like the bras that I have been wearing are just super, super uncomfortable. And then I found out about third love and it actually, well, I'll say this. Do you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? It really does. I didn't know. I just pick out the bras I think are the prettiest and then they suck. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're like showing things I don't want to be seen. Right. But, um, third loves third love actually helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body, Hmm. which I think is really cool. And, but also, um, third love has the most sizes of any bra brand cups from a through H which I'll never be, but wow. fans up to 48. And then honestly, I just ordered mine and it's hands down the best bra. It's so freaking comfortable. And it honestly, they guarantee a perfect fit. Returns and exchanges are free and super, super, super easy. And I love it too because they come in half sizes. Oh. So if you're like, that's kind of like where I'm into, like the in-between. Right. So you can get like a C and a half or a D and a half. It's kind of great. That's incredible. Yeah. And they're super comfy. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Jana now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Jana for 15% off. All right, you guys, I'm like, I'm, I'm starstruck and I'm, um, I'm freaking out a little bit. Well, a lot, but it's cool. Me and Amy were, are just like fangirling over here because mm-hmm. Mr. Because John remembered. <laughs> he remembered. He remembered me. <laughs> when I went out, he's like, how are you since the last time we talked? I'm like, how do you, you talk to thousands of people. How do you remember? I remember the conversation. Amazing. Amy. Said, I'm so happy now. Don't tell me anything. Unless you're getting something that like, it's so. No, I'm happy to hear you're good. Okay, guys, that voice, that voice is John Edward. The, the. Thank you. Um, And you didn't add an S. Like, you actually said it the right way. John Edward. Yeah, most people people add the S. Well, I know you because I stalked you for years. Like, stalked. And I'm, okay, I'll tell you and my listeners this. So, 
Um, I think it was. No, it was before. It was definitely before you. But I was just at a total crossroads in my life, and I just needed some guidance. And I've just, I've always like, I've seen a, a medium before, and um, but you know, you're John Edward, like you're the the biggest one out there. And so I went on your website, okay. tried to get like a, a private thing, and it was like not happening. But um, <laughs> but there was a mailing list that you can like you can get on that you can potentially have a reading with you. So I okay. signed up like a very, very long time ago. I'm still waiting. <laughs> like, I still get your newsletters and every time I'm like, is it? The-? No, it's not the reading. So can no. you bump Jana up the list? <laughs> no. like, so when I, when I was doing, when I was doing the TV show, I actually had a, a policy that every, the first, it was the first Wednesday of the month between like seven and nine 30, I would open the phone lines and whoever got in, got an appointment for the following month or they got on the list. Yeah. But when, the TV part of it started to happen. I just really honestly thought I was going to do that for like 13 weeks. I was like, I'm right. going to do this. I'm going to be done. I'm going back to what I do. <laughs> and it didn't happen like that. So yeah. I, did, I didn't see the success of what that was going to be. Right. My waiting list became like eight years long. Yeah. I and probably there, am. And wow. there, were, there were legitimately people that were on the list that passed. And then their families kept their appointments. Oh, like seriously, stop. I had one woman come through for her son. And she must have said to me like, at least four or five times during the the reading, this is this is my appointment. Oh so my I kept God. saying, "You're here for your mom," and the guy's looking at me like, like shaking his head. Yeah. But she said it like more than like one time. And usually, when information comes through, if it gets validated, we move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But this was like a recurring theme. Yeah. So finally, at the end, I'm like, "Can I just ask you a question?" I go, "Did your mom repeat herself a lot like in life?" And he goes, "No." I said, "No, nah, it's just weird because like you validated the fact that yes, you're here to talk to her." Uh-huh. I go, "But I don't understand why she kept saying this is my appointment." And he goes. Because it was her appointment. And oh I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, dude, I don't know who you are. He goes, but my mom just died. He goes, and she had copious notes in her appointment book about this is my, this was like the appointment. And I'm assuming she was coming to talk to my dad, but it's like, you know, <gasps> confirm the appointment a week before this is where, you know, this is the, this is the number to call. So she had all this stuff laid out. Wow. So he found it going through her stuff and did it and came and she came through. That's one of my like wow. kind of like yeah like this is my appointment. I believe. How can you not? That's, I believe. that's incredible. <laughs> <Sold>. <laughs> no, my husband is like he's. You've always been in like a, one of the naysayers, and I'd come home and I had this psychic greeting, and he he was like, I was like, how did they know this? And he's like, they probably looked you up online. They but probably the, like Googled their. But birthday. see, I think I think this is healthy, and I I, I love these conversations because if somebody comes to my event, like. Mm-hmm. I like watching their jaws drop in the beginning before I do readings because I say to them, here's what I'm not going to talk about. I'm not talking about your hummingbirds, your cardinals, your feathers, your angels, seeing 1111, orbs in your photos, jewelries. (laughs) I like I go through a laundry list of all of the things that I think are low hanging fruit when you do this work. Uh Like so I say, I want you to be a critical thinker. I want you to come to the subject matter as a critical thinker and I want you to explore it. And I want you to think about what I'm saying, because if you're thinking about what I'm saying, it's going to make my life a lot easier because then you're not just looking to go like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to cry because odds are I'm not going to make you cry. I'm going to make you think, mm. because if I could mm. actually do that, then I'm then I'm really leaving you better than I find you. And like nothing irks me more than when I watch a reading performed. Yeah. Like yep. when it's like, a, oh, that's so true. I mean. Although I didn't do it right when you said I should have, but it's so true. I mean, you changed my life, like for for the better. Like I, that's what I just want to say. To no, but you like, did. Like, I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like exactly. If you made her think. I, you made I her, got like, you to think about mm-hmm. choices, and I think 
One of the things that concerns me about this subject matter is that people will be all too willing to surrender their free will and choice to what somebody else is going to tell them. And I'm like, whoa, I have my own karma. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my own kids I got to worry about. Like, I got my own family. I don't need your karma. So it's like, here's the information. Yeah. Make an informed decision based upon your own free will. But, you know, it's really raining out. So maybe take an umbrella. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it it's a thunderstorm. Yeah. yeah. What is your, because you had some really good like, questions. Like, what's your sign? My uh, Pisces. Oh, you should be totally into this. This is like, your, this is like, yeah. So usually Pisces are either completely like fearful of it or afraid of what they're going to hear, or they don't even realize how intuitive they are. Like, it's, it's one of the more evolved signs when it comes to spirituality. So, what makes you like a nature? And sex. Um, I think just witnessing it before, I, I feel like there are like John's talking about like the low hanging fruit where I feel like some like mediums or psychics might like say things to get a reaction and kind of base it off of that. And I don't know. I just, I just never have really been drawn to it. And my question is too, is like, I love to see that, you know, you have kids, you have a wife, you have a family. Right. So my question is, all right, how does this affect your like daily life? It does, it, it's really just a, it's like a philosophy, right? So I'm looking at you, you obviously work out and you probably eat healthy, right? You make choices about what you're going to eat or what you're not going to eat, right? That's like, that's like a choice, correct? Right. correct? So I live my life in the same way, but when it comes to a spiritual belief, like, so energetically, I look at how choices are being made or how to create boundaries around, around areas and, and protect energy. People think like everywhere I go, I'm like being psychic. I'm not like when I'm not doing readings, I am powered down. And the reason why I'm powered down is because I don't want to open up to someone's energy if they did not ask me. Like if I'm in a restaurant and they did not ask me, it's no different than me mm-hmm. being a creeper in their backyard, watching them through basic. the window. Right. It's really unethical. It's not OK. So my kids look at energy from that standpoint about mm-hmm. how do they how do they get an edge? So if they know someone, right, if they know their sign, if they know their numerology, well, now they have more information about that. I call it knowing your breed. I wrote a book called Infinite Quest, and in the book I talk about knowing your breed. If you have a German Shepherd, you immediately now have a visual, you have a visual of what a German Shepherd is. Now, if I say this person is a German Shepherd compared to this person who's a poodle, you have now have a completely uh, comparative analysis of the two different breeds. Well, you could do that between a Pisces and a Leo. You know what I'm saying? Like you could like look at – the two, the two different things. So it's a matter of looking at things from an energetic standpoint, not from a, who I'm tuning in and getting readings. So it's using it as a lens. So I use glasses as an, as an example. I didn't know I needed them until I was in high school. And when I realized that I needed glasses, the first time I put them on and I walked outside and I looked up, like they weren't just fuzzy, blurry green things, like leaves had actual shape, right? <laughs> but it was like they were always there. But they were just green and fuzzy. Now I was like, oh, wow. And my mother was like standing in the parking lot like, can, can we keep going? But it was the first time that I saw it with clarity. So wow. I, I try to get people to look at life through an energetic pair of glasses, not to do readings, but to make better choices. And their sign is like how you direct that? That's, one, that that's, that's, one, that's one aspect. Like I'm not an astrologer. I'm a student of it. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I'm a student of all of this still, you know, after 34 mm-hmm. years. And I think you need to be. But I yeah, it's it's an it's a tool. So astrology, numerology, you know, like I didn't want my um my son to be a Virgo. Oh, no yeah. offense to any of the Virgos. I don't like Virgo men. I didn't want him to mm-hmm. be a Virgo. Yeah. So I said to the 
doctor. Oh my! I love this. Her. This is my favorite. <laughs> I said, "Is is is my wife okay?" And he's like, "Yeah." I go, "Is the baby okay?" And he goes, "Yeah." I go, "Could we like leave him in there for like another week?" <laughs> And aren't done. the guy looked at me and he goes, why? I go, because if you have him on this day, he's going to be a Virgo. I go, and if we can push it off just another week, I go, it's going to be a Libra. I'm a Libra. I said, it's going to be better. She's a Leo. I go, trust me, it's going to be really bad. And the guy looked at me. I was like, you know, only because you're you. Like, we're even having this conversation. And then he goes to me, but serious question. What happens if she goes into labor and like the baby comes? I'm like, well, then I know that that soul, for whatever reason, wants to be a Virgo, and I'll help navigate that as best I can. Yeah. I go, but can we schedule this for that? <laughs> you scheduled the C-section. And he, that, that C-section was scheduled for September 25th. Yep. Wow. Amazing. That's, yep. I love that. So, like, that. that's a realistic how I used it in my everyday life. Yeah. But now, from a lesson standpoint, I had a really bad relationship with my dad, who was an Aquarian. So, he was kind of, like, not part of my life. And when I became a dad, I thought like, okay, so how do I, how do I make sure that I change the pathways and parallels and lessons that I didn't learn with him there? So I thought I was going to be not a great dad, but my son and I was awesome. It was like, it was like easy. We're having a boy. So So I thought it was going to be really, really easy. And then when my daughter was on her way and I did the math and figured out what she was going to be, she was an Aquarian. And I thought, Mm, oh crap. So the lesson was the Libra child with the Aquarian parent now got inverted to the Libra parent yes. to the Aquarian child. And I say this to people because we don't, we don't escape our lessons. So it's really important to understand them while we're doing it so we can make those choices. Interesting. So how do you shut off the dead people, though? The de- it's really about listening. So it's like it's, it's a matter of protection, uh-huh. opening myself up, meditating okay. in prayer, okay. and then allowing stuff to— to happen, which I kind of did before I came in here just because I told me it was okay for me to do that. Yeah. So whenever I have the permission that I feel like it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's okay. But um, if I'm like, you know, I just did KTLA, like I was like powered down, locked down because right. I don't have the ability. I wish I did. I don't have the ability to go read just here. Yes. So if I, if I try to read just here, I can read somebody that's out there. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I, 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 I jokingly say this, that when I do readings yeah. um, or when I open up, I'm kind of like the two-year-old that you want to potty train. You want them to hit the bowl, <laughs> but it's like you hit the floor, you hit the wall. You hit, like yeah. I, I can't just do that. Like there are some people who can just do that. Tunnel right. vision. I can't. But you can't I can't do, do that. This is one down with Janet. No, no, go, go. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. No, baby, go, go, go. Uh, when did this start for you? And that's what fascinates me too. Is like because, like you said, you have kind of control over it. You know now. how to prep yourself. Yeah, now. now. Like, when were those years of, of you just hearing things or feeling things that you didn't know what it was? So at 15, I had a reading, and that reading put me on this path. But before that, my mom, my uncle, my grandmother, all my Italian side of the family, they used to have psychics come to the house all the time. Wow. I was the obnoxious high school kid who was making fun of all the people coming for the readings. <laughs> and then I would pull apart. They're, they're literally pull apart their readings. And my mom will be like, why do you got to be like that? You know, you're taking away the fun. I'm like, why do you got to help you're paying people to like tell you stories? I'm like, buy a book. It'll be cheaper. So like, that's <laughs> my, per- but that's my personality. Right. So my grandmother came down and she was crying. Now my grandmother's like my other mom. And I was like, grandma, why are you crying? And she's like, I'm not crying. Cause I'm sad. I'm crying. Cause I'm happy. She told me your grandfather was standing next to me. And I was like, grandma, grandpa's dead. 
And she's like, yes, I know I was there when they put him in the ground. I go, what did this woman say to you to make you cry? Because now I'm like, I'm, now I'm angered. Now it's mm-hmm. like the, you know, the Italian male side of me came in. I was like, yeah. what did she, she made my grandma cry. Yeah. So she said, she told me that Tony was standing behind me and that he was still there. And I started to laugh. And I was like, Grandma, you were introduced to her as Mrs. Esposito. To say that there's a Tony somewhere in your family is not really not really psychic. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be... Did she ask you if there was a Maria, too? You know what I'm saying? Like, so my grandmother, like, flipped around really quick. She goes, then how did she know he was buried with a mandolin? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. My grandfather passed before I was born. Wow. So this is what my brain... This, I, I have OCD, so my brain thinks in a specific way. So you get it. So I, I go to the list of the people that went up before my grandmother. I wanted to see who on that list might have known that information uh-huh. to extrapolate it mm-hmm. to then deliver it to the old woman in the house. But none of the people on the list were family. They were wow. all friends of family that would not have known my grandfather was buried with a mandolin. So I couldn't figure that out. Yeah. So long story short, I go for the reading and I said, I am not going to help her. I said, this woman will get absolutely no help from me. And I literally sat there. Like this. Stone cold, yeah. Like nothing. She took my high school ring and she put it like over her forehead, which we considered the third eye chakra. Mm-hmm. And she starts reading for me, at which point she's telling me I had highly evolved beings of white and gold light and they were ready to work with me and put me on my path. Now, if you tell a 15-year-old sophomore kid this information, <laughs> right, and they're not looking at you, like, I remember thinking, like, what are you smoking? Seriously, she could have said, I've got my spaceship in the backyard. I'll take you for a spin. <laughs> right. And I was like, all right. And then she went on to give me stuff that, I have to be honest, was applicable to me, but I could rationalize it away and say, well, I could apply this to five other guys in high school. Yeah. Right. But then the last part of the reading, I couldn't explain. I would have had to have been with her. I would have had to personally have confided in her. Nobody, nobody. My mother would have killed me if she knew, like, what this woman had said to me. And then she gave me the outcome of it. So because I was nervous about getting in trouble, I lied. I did. I lied. I said to our girl, I don't know who that is. And she smiled and went, okay. And then told me what was going to happen. And then within two weeks, it happened. So for two weeks, I was completely freaked out because I felt like there's no way possible this woman could have known that. So I said, all right, she's a mind reader. She was able to do something like she got in here and read mm-hmm. stuff, which, by the way, freaked me out. And I tell people, like, I didn't like it. I felt violated. I always oh. say my first reading wasn't cool. It was a violation. It's like you came home into your house and somebody was in your, you would know, somebody's in your stuff. They moved your, it's like, I didn't like oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I did not like it. Not, not even a little bit. And when you have that violation, you want to put an alarm system in. So... Within that moment, I'm now reading about the subject matter, which back in 1985 was the occult. And then two weeks later, all this stuff happened. And it literally was my world shifted because, you know what? I'm very skeptical and very analytical, but I'm not a closed-minded person. So I had no choice but to go, okay, what the hell? Like, what is this? And then the more I studied, the more I started going, well, this is not psychic. This is normal. I've been doing this my entire life. Exactly. My entire life. But I think when you look at movies and TV and like, you know, reality shows today, what happens is whenever they depict something psychic, they make it either stereotypical over the top. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone has a grandparent they lost or something. Yeah. Right. But it's, but it's dramatic and it's, yeah. it's really not true. I mean, it's dramatic, but it's subtle. And that's what I think people miss. I think they miss the subtlety of something. So like when my son was being born. I meditated like I was going to be at the Staples Center doing a reading for like that many people. Like I was waiting for all of this information from my mom and my grandparents, like mm-hmm. all this stuff to come through. 
And it wasn't until like my wife looked at me like, uh, could you focus here? Like <laughs> yeah. having a baby. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking up and almost missed the, what was taking place here. Again, an example of pay attention to the lessons we're living right. here. But in the conversations after my son was born between the doctors and the nurses and the techs in the room, they by name named every single person that I wanted to hear from. Everyone. But wow. they were just talking. So <gasps> they weren't like, it wasn't psychic. It was just a conversation. So for me, it was that shout out moment, but it was subtle. So it was a matter of like having to pay attention. Some people would say, oh, it was a coincidence. Don't think it's a coincidence. Not when every person that I wanted to hear was brought up in a conversation 10 minutes after my son was born. Yeah. So sometimes we get our messages in ways that are not the way that we're looking to hear it. So I've been reading a lot about um, like law of attraction and energy sure. and your own energy and kind of making yourself happy and kind of all that. Sure. Abraham Hicks. I don't yep. know if you know. Before Abraham Hicks and before, you know, whatever the the secret was, yeah. there was a book like 30 years ago called Creative Visualization yeah. by a, an author named Shakti Gwain. Same premise. It's really what you put out there is what you attract. So right now what you guys- What do you think of that? I think it's very accurate. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's real. It's like you create your own future. And that's what I want people to do. I want people to think about what their thoughts are because your thoughts are going to create your own reality. I think Richard Bach and another you know, guy kind of made his own. James Quick said something along the lines of, if you fight for your limitations, you're going to get a chance to keep them. You know, If you argue a case for the negative, you're going to win that. So why not argue for the positive? But it's easier to be negative, and it's easier to come from a place of fear. Because it's the lowest common denominator. <laughs> it's the lowest common denominator. Amy almost tackled Mike. It is, it is the, it's the fast food of thought. It is the easiest, quickest, and cheapest place to go. Fast food of thought. But if you want to eat clean and healthy, you got to work at that. Right. So it's like those thoughts are, are the important parts. But if what you put out there, it's important. So if you guys with this show decided, I only want to attract now, you know, moms between the ages of 20 and 25, then everything you talk about are going to be, has to be about moms between the ages of 20 and 25. Mm -hmm. No 60 year old woman's going to want to listen to that because she's not there in her life. Mm -hmm. right? right. So it's really important to think about what do you want to attract in your life? Because if you want to actually attract something different, you have to, Put that out there to pull it in and then be patient. It's really important to be patient. Are you a believer, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> so, Woo! I do have one more skeptical question. Sure. <laughs> skeptical questions are good. Almost there. Almost. I'm, I'm on the edge. But what you just said just now really got me because I'm a big believer in optimism and positive sure. thinking and stuff like that. I think that's the way to live for me personally. Um, but have you ever been wrong? A lot. Sure. Absolutely. So it's interpretational for me. Okay. So sometimes like I, 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 sometimes I get it right by being wrong. So if I'll, I'll use an example from this, from the show. I read for a woman and I said, somebody was shot in a cab. Why did I say that? I saw a gun and a New York city taxi. So I said, somebody was shot in a cab, right? I symbolically put it together. And the woman said, yes. I said, and this was connected to your husband. And she goes, it was actually my husband's dad. It was my father-in-law. I said, this is how he passed. And she said, no, he's alive. And I, I got confused. I go, but he was shot in a cab? And she said, yes. He was shot in the cab of an 18-wheeler. Now, oh. here's the interesting thing. If I would have said, was well, somebody shot in a car or a taxi, it would have been inaccurate. Mm -hmm. But they got me to say cab, right? In my New York City vernacular, it came out cab, right? right? But if I would have said taxi, it would have been wrong. But there are many times where I will misinterpret something. Um, and a lot of times, I want to be wrong. So if I'm reading for someone and I see something that's not positive, I say to them, I go... I'm seeing something that to me would feel cautionistic. Be careful. Let's not let this happen. Right. You know, I was completely wrong about Barack Obama. 
I what did lit- you say about Barack? I did said you read to Barack? no, Barack okay. Obama when he was running. I said to my cousin, because I, I host a show online, and I said to my cousin, who's my co-host, I go, if they elect him, I'll eat my show. And she looked at me, and she goes, why would you say that? She's like, you're so, like, non-political. I go, I am non-political. I go, but I read energy. I said, I just don't think the country's in a place where they're ready for a black man whose name rhymes with Osama, you know, to, yeah. to, be, to be the president. Ooh, yeah. And I was not talking about it from any other ex- experience, because I knew mm-hmm. nothing about him. I knew no platforms. Um, to be quite honest, up until a year ago, I thought the GOP was could have like general order of patriots. You know what I'm saying? Like I had, I'm completely clueless. Like I'm not a, I'm not that guy. So, I'm laughing, but I also don't notice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. But when he got elected, you know, my cousin was like, "You remember that prediction?" And I was like, "I I do." And she's like, "Yeah." And she literally reached down Eat on camera shit. and whipped out her kid, and she was like, "Have at it." So then I sat there and, and I own it. And for eight years, it was a thing that we would go back and forth. That was we banter. Like if I was, you know, I could be wrong. It should be like, like the election. I'd be like, seriously? Well, when where we are now happened, I said back. Trump? Yep. Yeah. I said, I take all that back. I go, I was not wrong. We were not ready. And this is the result. And now I was like, <laughs> you eat your yes. own shoe. <laughs> Goosebumps. Yes. Right? But yeah. it's, 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 about, it's about energy. So I look at everything through an energetic lens, you know, whether it be, you know, school. It's a good way for everyone to live. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a philosophy for me. It really is just, you know, people say it, it's, it's about being psychic. It's not being psychic. It's, it's being a thinker, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I find it interesting that I have a lot of atheists that follow me. Oh, and, wow. And, yeah. It's yeah. When I'm like, I almost want to be like, why are you guys following? <laughs> right. But, well, you've asked that, though. You're like, it's almost like playing God in a way. Not, not, not in this end. On not, some people's know, places, some. I would say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with what John's yeah. saying. Not in his sense, his philosophy. See, others, yeah. The problem is, is when you literally take somebody who's got an ability and deem special, mm-hmm. and if that ignites their ego, that's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So I learned from a really young age, like this is not about me. So for four decades now, I've been doing work, and I recognize I am just the phone. I'm not the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And like at this point, like I'm like an iPhone six, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I still function, but it's still the conversation. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's really important to always make sure that we're upgrading our own energy iOS, that we're always making sure that we're on, on point. I love it. Yeah. I just, there's so much codependency out there and so much like people are looking for other people to, to direct their life. Where that's where I like what John's saying because it's not about that. He's just laying the stuff out there, and it's your decision to what you want to go with. And I feel like other mediums or psychics, like the one that will, told me to leave you. Yeah, especially that. <laughs> Nobody said that. Somebody said that. Yeah. Yeah. She did. Now look at us. <laughs> just happy as ever. <laughs> no, you know what's? See, here's the problem. Like, even if I saw a situation, uh-huh. even if I saw a situation that might not have been healthy, it was definitely not. A great situation and in hindsight and not to cut you off but in hindsight like yes like any person that may have felt that would say run but i stayed and we worked through it and it's great now but go ahead right but if you look at a snapshot mm-hmm. of anybody's relationship if they're in a rough patch mm-hmm. then somebody could say somebody could say run yeah. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. of any relationship yeah if it's the long term that you're looking at that's something i think you know, even if we talked way back when, mm-hmm. the ultimate free will and choice has to be in the person's timing when right. they're right, yeah. based upon what they're seeing and based upon their own experiences. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of times I know that I can't say something to, 
let's say a friend, because if I say it to them, it's going to push the lesson off. So I know that I have to keep my mouth shut Mm -hmm. and wait until certain things play out so that they can turn around and say to me, how come you didn't say something? And I'll be honest with them. Like, well, if I would have said it, would you have listened? And they go, no. I go, that's why I didn't say anything. Yeah. So I'm actually helping you by not saying something. Mm -hmm. And it sped up the reality of where you're at because you don't feel defensive now of the relationship. You're including me and asking my opinion about what's taken place or transpired. And by the way, I'm sorry you had to get to this point, but you wouldn't have learned. You can't frost a cake until you bake it. So she had to bake her own cake. I love that. (laughs) That's what it should be. (laughs) You okay? I'm usually not speechless. Yeah. Usually I'll still keep attacking. (laughs) Mike, do you do any type of public speaking or traveling in public speaking? I do not. But it's something that we're looking into. I almost feel like there's a platform for you that you're looking to kind of launch where it would be you kind of taking people that would be broken (laughs) and trying to not fix them, but give them the tools of understanding what they can do. And I don't know why, but I'm seeing a lot of Asian symbolism around you. Like like Asian, like like Asian symbols, like Japanese, Japanese and... Like, there's no trip to Japan or no trip to China. There's nothing that's... Nothing I know of. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> but like, like you don't have any... Like, you haven't been invited from a, a corporate standpoint to do something no. or anything. There might be something that's going to have that kind of outside of the... Like, almost like a, like a, like across the Pacific kind of vibe for you. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> no, but we've honestly been talking about that because, you know, he's been through a lot and we've talked about him... Yeah, not saving or whatever, but just offering advice and. Can I be personal? Like, you, yeah. You can ask, yeah. You can okay. Ask did somebody pass from a suicide? Like, did somebody cross themselves over where someone's actions on were? my side? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like somebody's taking responsibility for how they got there, oh. and I almost feel like it wasn't something that was discussed. Uh-huh. In other words, like people glossed over it. In other words, like we know it happened, it was discussed, but there's a twofold story to that. So I don't, I don't feel like it's just, I don't feel like it's just a suicide. I feel like there's like, you know, it might've been an underlying issue as well as, so, I mean, most people, when they cross themselves over, there's multiple underlying issues, Mm -hmm. but for me to say it, I feel like there's two separate things. Is your mom still here? Yes. And is she in a different state than I'm standing in? Yes. Okay. Um, and are you going to work to bridge, bridge that relationship? My mom and I? Mm. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be some. Things that yeah. need to be discussed. That's all. Yeah. So maybe being a, being a mom and some of those <laughs> some of those things kind of coming coming yeah. in. We got into it on Fourth of July. You a mom? Yeah. Kind of our first like fight. Is it your first fight or is it the first time you stood up for yourself? That right. Yeah. So I feel like what's really really important. <laughs> Michael, damn. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, what's yeah. what's really important is that yeah. as you're now moving into your um, power. Yeah as a mom, right? Mm-hmm. As a partner, there's a power commodity that has to be looked at regarding who's brokering it. So you don't want to put him in a position of competing with her when it comes to what's happening in your future. You want it to be something that's symbiotic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on some level, there's a passive aggressive energy that needs to be addressed. I agree. So I if you don't create those boundaries, like mm-hmm. if you don't like call it out and like, Go like, this is really uncomfortable and not how I was raised and I want to be respectful and all that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it could create issues for you longer term, especially when, 
you know, I'll, I'll say to people, like, if somebody's having a child and one person's Catholic and one person's Jewish, mm-hmm. but neither are really practicing, so they kind of appease their family and they have, like, the rabbi and the priest marry them kind of just to kind of keep the peace, but nobody really cares. Five years later when the baby shows up, I always say super Catholic and super Jew show up. It's like at that moment, yeah. all of a sudden yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it's like, it's like, they're, it's like, you know, it's like now we're ready to, we're, we're ready to battle for church over temple. And it's like, yeah. whoa, but I see it a lot. And the reason why is that we are programmed, right? So we have patterns and pathways that get passed down. So it's a, it's an automatic thing that you want to impart to your child what you think and feel and know. So you speak English, you want to teach that child English. My wife speaks Portuguese. They learn Portuguese, right? You pass down what you know. I speak energy. They speak that. Yeah. If there's a conflict on some level, that needs to be addressed way before. Yeah. So I think that there could, there could be that issue. But there is a dad figure who has passed. So there's definitely a vibe of a, of a dad that's passed. So whoever you would see as being like that paternal like role model R, there's like an R name, like Robert, Roger. Who's the R? Oh. Not for you guys? Not here. Somebody's got a dad that's passed, and there's an R name connected to it, and he passed from cancer. No, remember, just remember that I'm saying that. The office okay. now. <laughs> oh gosh. So for me, it's like you know, older male, uncle, <laughs> father, grandfather. There's an R name passed from cancer. February's connected in the family birthday anniversary. My huh. stepdad passed. He did from cancer. Yeah. So for his me, his birthday was in February, and my mom's their anniversary yeah. was in February. So this would be your stepdad's way of letting me know that that he's here. He had two different types of cancer too. It wasn't just one. So he either had it twice. And then somebody had like a surgical cochlear implant or somebody had like a hearing aid. Is somebody going for a hearing aid thing? I I do know someone who Yeah. Yes. So that's a so in the big scheme of things, like that's a current event in your circle of energy mm-hmm. that your stepfather would come through talking about to let you know that it's for you and backing that up. And then there's a J like Jack or James. There's a, a J name that I'm supposed to bring up. Who's the J? And he's one of three, or you're one of three? Yeah. And then okay. and then connected through your biological dad, is he still here? Yes. But he's off, right? Right. He's out there. Yeah. Okay, because I feel like that's an emotional junkyard for you. It's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you have to walk through when it comes to what that is. And your stepfather was kind of like the guy that played the role of dad yes. on, on, on some level. So in some respects, you didn't get a chance to grieve your stepdad in the way that you would like to grieve because it was more like your mom's husband and he might have had his own biological children. So you didn't want to step in the way of that, correct? Correct. Right. And then connected to him, is that where William comes in or the W name? Is that that side of the family? My sister's husband. Is William? Mm-hmm. Is he still here? Yes. Okay. So that's his way of letting me know I need to say hello to William. And then did you just get a parking ticket? Did you just get like a ticket or pulled over? No. I, I'm seeing talk about the ticket, like be careful with the ticket. But I almost want to say it happened. So maybe somebody like your sister just got pulled over and it's like his way of bringing this up. Okay. And I know that you said he passed in February, but October seems to be important too. So I don't know if there's a birthday in October. His birthday was in February. Okay. He passed in August. Okay. And. He showed me 10. So when I see 10, I think October or the 10th of a month, but there's a 10 connection that comes up with him. Okay. Is your mom still here? Yes. Can you please let her know that he came through? Yes. I think it, it'll help her to know. Is he gone in the last three years? How long has he gone? Well, it's been over 20. See, you so make people cry, John. Three yeah. years ago, though, somebody else must have just passed because he's shown me that we're coming up on the third anniversary of something. So three years ago, so what are we, 2018? 
2015-ish, there was a, a passing because he's letting me know he's, he's bringing, bringing that up. But he's good. Okay. He's good. Thank you for letting me do that. You do make people cry. Not like, not intentionally. <laughs> it's a small byproduct on occasion. <laughs> well, but he would be like, okay, there's got to be somebody in there that has an R, is what you would like say. Well, that's, yeah, and that's, I don't know. I believe, but then it's, it's, don't that. change. Stay exactly the way you are. It's, you know why? It's that stuff. You're going to get more out of life and experiences by doing what you're doing, which is questioning. Yeah. Because it's so much, it's so much more important to recognize what you, that, because you'll get more, you'll get more out of it. Mm hmm. I agree. Can you tell us what you're doing? Um, you're doing an intensive events on your Facebook. Yeah. So one of the things that um, I have, like I took like a 10 year absence of being in front of the camera. Like I just wanted to focus. Why? Like you like your look at you. You're great. You're good. Looking. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, no. I kind of felt like I did it. Like okay. I did it. Yeah. You know, I did four years of crossing over that went international. Then I did three years of a show called cross country that went international. And I was like, okay, like yeah. I want to teach. And TV is not going to let me teach. No way with TV would let me have these conversations. So I went online. So about a decade ago, I went online and, you know, created an online forum and people can find that on johnever.net. But um, now that that's like up and running, now I feel like I'd like to kind of go back more to the mainstream. Still not sure if TV would let me do what I wanted to do, but I was approached to do something on Facebook Watch. So I did five episodes for them. It's called The Psychic. People can find it on Facebook. I'm not really sure how they find it on Facebook. <laughs> I love you. That's the, old, the best. The old dad's like, I don't know. No, it's just, yeah. you know, it's just really funny yeah. because it's like, you know, it's like I have my Facebook page. Yeah. That's which is my private page, my, like a personal page. But you have to have like a personal page in order to have your professional page. Uh -huh. And then off of the professional page, now there's yeah, it's the psychic page. I'm like, why can't it just be in one spot? Yeah, yeah I know. Like but a supermarket. Um. Don't you almost want to go back to TV because there are so many psychics that are getting their own TV shows and you just kind of, don't you just want to like hit them over the head with like a book? You know, somebody said to me <laughs> about a year and a half ago, um, you know, you're leaving your Harry Potter years. And I was like, what, what does that mean? He's like, well, you know, you started so young and you were like Harry Potter, mm -hmm. like, you know, the wizard. And he's like, and now you're moving into your Dumbledore years. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this dude just told me old, like right to my face. I was like, well, can I be early Dumble? Like, or I got to go like full robe and beard. <laughs> And I have to say that there's something about recognizing after four decades of being in this field, 34 years of doing it, that, yeah, I have an opinion. And, you know, I've been more open with how I feel about stuff that I see. And, and it, it, I don't like the gimmicky stuff. I don't like, I don't like seeing the subject matter not treated with respect. Yeah. I, I think it's okay for it to be deemed entertainment on television. But you know what? I lost my mom. There's nothing entertaining about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing entertaining about grief. It could be educational. And education could be entertaining, but I think there's a problem with TV. I think everything is too reality based. I think See, it's, that's why they need you then, because you got to keep it real. But who? I don't. I don't know if people would watch. That's I will. Dis, I will debate that with you because of the stuff that Michael and I have gone through and all of his our issues. People want real. It's not pretty. It's ugly. Right. What we've been through, but it's people relate to that. People want to like be there and sit through that and because they feel like they don't want all like the, the rainbows and butterflies. Right. Well, so, I'm definitely not rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think, when, I think it's changing. <laughs> like people want the realness. People if want If I have like, that the, opportunity, I promise you, I will take it. I got pulled I got pulled like this. Do it on the radio. Because yeah. it's such an intimate connection. It really is. Radio is my first love. Yeah. 
The John Radio Edward podcast is Bye. my first go. love. Oh, I know. We can talk right after, John, if you want. I Radio. Your, I don't know what to call sponsor. it. A gift. Get, ability. Has your ability gotten stronger? And it has. Yeah. It has. Somebody recently said to me, like, why don't you bring Crossing Over back? And I was like, you mean like the reruns? And they were like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. And they were like, why? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm way better at doing this today than I was back then. Yeah. Not that it wasn't good for then. Yeah, but, just but just so much growth. Yeah, and, and growth. It's, it's so funny, again, not to be political, but like when I was listening, I was waiting to pick up my son at school, and they were doing, I don't know who the guy's name, but somebody, it was like one of the Supreme, Supreme Court people, they were like talking about what his nomination, talking about what his views were on certain mm-hmm. things. So I immediately identified with that and go, well, you know, if you would ask me today what my views are on something in my field, I'm going to judge that differently. Because I've got 20 years more experience than if you asked me that same exact question right. back then. Yeah. So I was like, interesting. So I always try to, again, to real life, draw parallels energetically to get people to think like, you know, do you feel the same way about something today that you did five years ago or five years before? Probably not. That's growth. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I just cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. And I really hope that you bump me up on the list. I'd like to be, I'd like to be uh, two years at least out versus my 20 years out. So, but no, I just really thank appreciate you, for you me. and I really your appreciate energy it. is, is, is um, refreshing. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, so guys. much. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Jen, we talk about sleeping a lot because we like to sleep. Right. And I always say that you have to have a great mattress, but you need good sheets. I am the sheet queen. I change my sheets every day. That's crazy to me. Every day. I was at a hotel this weekend and I called down to have them come up and change the sheets. Do you know that's not very good for the environment? I know, but it's really good for my sleep. That's good. I mean, if it helps you sleep, then you got to do whatever you do. You know, you want to do. But for me, like sheets is everything. You can have a comfy bed, but if you don't have comfy sheets, it just screws up like the whole thing. Absolutely. So that's why I'm obsessed with Brooklinen because the sheets are so incredibly comfortable and they're, they're like designer, but at a discount. I love, love a discount. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's so good. It's, um, they're like fancy hotel sheets like you were sleeping in, mm-hmm. but, um, it's reasonable prices. So I love it. So their method is take out the middleman, keep things personal just between them and the customer all the way from design to manufacturing to customer service and beyond. So Brooklinen is the fastest growing uh, bedding brand in the world. Over 20,000 five-star reviews. So my Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use the code Jana at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so sure you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code Jana at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N. That's brooklinen.com, promo code Jana. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. So, whoa. Yeah. You cried. I cry. I, I never cry in front of people. It's my thing. Like, I'm super strong. You're a pretty crier, though. Oh. You're like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! Like, so at least I didn't ugly cry. No, you, right? that was pretty. Oh, thank you. Sorry, Kara Underwood. There is, people can cry pretty. I usually cry pretty. pretty. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was a pretty cry. And Michael had a little. Jen cried. I was speechless. You, like... had, a little, you had a little stank in your eye. You had a little onion cut going on in your I, eye. I did. I did. When you talked about the speaking stuff. Yeah. Because we've, we've, we've discussed that. Yeah, we've talked about it. 
with a lot of different people and so he picked up on that which is crazy yeah I, yeah as soon as he said that just because i know the backstory of it uh-huh. i was like whoa yeah. Here we go. Buckle your seatbelts, <laughs> kids. Like you got lost with when he started to like dive into other things. Like, yeah, and that's just where my skepticism just comes into play, and I just question all of that because it's just, you know, finding a needle in a haystack, or you know, it's just somebody has somebody. You're here fishing. With a, you're fishing. You're yeah. throwing it out there. You're hoping. You're seeing what sticks, and you're going off of that. Yeah, right. So I just like, have a hard time. I know. Even with like the suicide thing, it's kind of like I'm sure a lot of people here have you know what i mean like someone we know so it's i don't know so that's where it's like the fishing thing kind of gets a little yeah like i knew a kid in elementary school that committed suicide in elementary school yeah his name was sorry with an r suicide in elementary school he was in seventh grade sixth or seventh grade that's middle grade that's middle school sixth or seventh it might have been sixth wow yeah so he must have really it was bad it was bad not supported at home yeah it was really really bad and his name and his name started with an r and so like that but i but it's like that was however many years ago you know i'm in my 30s like come on like i'm not going that far back yeah yeah, that's not coming up for you right now yeah you know what i mean like were you even close to them yeah we're friends Right, right, you know right. I mean? It's but, just one of those where, yeah, where it's like, and then I'm like, oh my god, maybe he met my friend Rachel, or, or like, or, or, or yeah, I was just not, not that she committed suicide, but you know, what I'm saying with the other stuff, right? So it's I just, don't know. it's just crazy. But, <clears throat> yeah. so, but, but either way, regardless of whether that was real or, not, I mean, obviously there was real connections right. with you with yeah. some of those things. For sure. But I love, I do love his energy, and I love that he's because it is about projecting that kind of energy. I think we yeah. can all do that. Yeah, we all, you know, listen to your gut and read energy. Yeah, I think that he's the perfect person for any kind of skeptic out there about that because I am the one of the world's biggest skeptics when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Where his energy, his philosophy, just on life and positivity and optimism, and just how to change your mindset, um, I think that can kind of convert any skeptic into believing to an extent. Yeah, things with because honestly, like you know, people I hear people I hear Jana talk about it all the time with friends or their kids, like, oh, what sign are you? Or what sign? Right. And I, to me, that means nothing. And maybe I should, that's something I should look more into and, and research more about Pisces or whatever. But just to me, I've never really correlated how people are with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree to an extent. Like some people are so into their signs where it's like, yes, I definitely have Sagittarius traits, but I also, you know, I, I don't like live and die by it where I right. don't like, I, you know, and obviously he's very strong about it to be able to keep his kid in, in, in the womb for longer. Right. But it's like, for me, I'm like, like, is it really like you can still, you're not defined by just your trait. But I don't know. Who knows? Some, some people get so crazy into stars and analogies. And and that's exactly where my issue is because I feel like people read their sign, be like, all right, I'm a Sagittarius. That means I'm supposed to be this, 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 and this. Right. And so then they act according to what the sign tells them they're supposed to be like. And then it's like, you're not making your own personality. You're just going off of the stars. It's like, right. come on. And that's when John talked about free will, mm-hmm. because I'm sure yes. all of you, all of us in this room have friends who go to psychics mm-hmm. who then say, well, the psychic told me this is going to happen. So I'm just going to wait until this happens. Right. And, and I always say to them, you, what are you doing living your life <laughs> according to someone else, what they've told you? Right. Like right. you have exactly. free will. And I'm sorry, baby, you said you're a Pisces. Yeah. Okay, I just Googled it. A Pisces man in love. Every time this man falls in love, he will think that he found the love of his life. With a certain relative view, this might actually be true 
for each one of his loves. Every relationship in his life is very different from the previous one, and each one represents an important lesson. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. It says right here, though, it says, um, Pisces man has the heart of a poet and the soul of a mystic. What? See, tell me what See, that means. Like, well, I'm just saying, like, that's not you. Heart of a mystic? Oh, okay, here's a go. Like a slippery fish, the Pisces man is hard to pin down. There we go. <laughs> All right. So the one thing that relates me he to He needs like, to protect his freedom before he'll commit to anything. This is true. That is very true. So, I'm like, listening. you have <laughs> dating a Pisces a man can be quite the adventure. Um, yeah, so I think it's, I, I think you definitely have some. Right, but you could probably go through all signs, however many there are, and right. find certain traits certain of those traits, that yeah. you right. have. And I, so I am a Gemini and a Cancer because I was born oh, the on cusp. the cusp. Yeah. And I do have some Gemini traits, mm-hmm. but I also have a ton of Cancer traits that are grounding and, you know, like I'm a homebody. Mm-hmm. I'm not a flake like most Geminis are. Or, you know, some people will say, well, Geminis are such. Like they, you know, they're, <laughs> they're the very two. selfish, right? And I'm not that person. Yeah, you're not, I'm yeah. more of a cancer when it's like I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to cook for you. I'm yeah. going to, you know, like I'm calling total b- to this one. A Pisces man in love will give his entire self to his partner, swooning in the dance of two souls merging oh, as one. That not. sounds so much like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just intimacy. Issues I, I'm just I'm the most Pisces. intimate <laughs> man in a relationship. Just, like you just. Before I just, we have sex, we do. I was, I was trying. I was staring into Jana's eyes last night. Everywhere. I was trying to stand, stare into Jana's eyes last night. She's like, "Stop! You're so uncomfortable." And I was like, "No, look at me." Yeah, that's never the look happened. of love. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. You're no. just like, mm, okay, bye. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Sugar bear hair. So my girlfriend has like the best hair ever, and I asked her. I said, "What do you use on your hair?" And she's like, "I take sugar bear hair." And I was like, "That's really a thing," because I see the ads all the time on Facebook and Instagram. But apparently, it's really a thing. And honestly, I've started taking them, and the gummies are so yummy. It's as much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries, and as much vitamin B twelve as four organic eggs. So not only does it make your hair amazing, nails, I mean everything. They taste like sweet, delicious candy made with the juice of real berries, but they mm. contain everything you need for stronger and healthier hair. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash Jana for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. Sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. Speaking of um, relationships, we have a bunch of emails here. Do we? Let's read some. And this one which is... One, which ones are the good ones? This is from Kat. This is a complicated emotional situation that Kat's going through. Yeah? Do you want to read it? Yeah, I, I, I can read it. So, my boyfriend and I are living separately. Hi, Jan and Jen. My boyfriend and I and of 10 years. <laughs> and Mike. Sorry, I should have added that. <laughs> Hi, Jana and Jen and Mike. My boyfriend and I of 10 years have recently decided that we want to live apart for a while. Meaning, I'm moving back into my parents' house and he's going to stay in the house that we've rented for the past five years. Or move into an apartment. The plan is to move back in together eventually. Mm. We do have two kids, both boys, eight and two. My boyfriend is four years younger than me, and we are complete opposites, where I'm okay with staying in, and he loves to go out and party. He was so quick to agree with us living separately, and even though we said we aren't breaking up and we are still going to be together, it just feels like it's the beginning of the end. 
What do you guys think and how should I handle the situation? I think your gut just told you the answer. Yeah. Trust your intuition. That inner voice never, if he's a, ever steers you wrong. Yeah, ever. And ever. if he's like a partier and was like, of course he wants to live separate. He's like, yes. yeah, I'm going to be able to do my own thing. And it's I like, I won't have any rules. Really? Do you want that? Like, it's like you guys have kids and I mean, no judgment, but it's like, I mean, if it works for you, like Carrie and Big have like right. their separate place, but like, but the kids, yeah, once they transition and adjust to living back at your parents' house, I'm just assuming the kids are going with you. I don't know why, yeah. but, um, it's going to be, it's a really difficult transition to them, pull them out and Go back. You guys need to make a decision. You yeah. need to go to therapy and make a decision. You do because you either like you either need to break up or honestly get in, get married. Because yeah, but this is not sounding lovely no. to me, Michael. Getting married is not the answer. Well, obviously, <laughs> they need, we need to work through a ton you're, of issues. Break up or get married, one or the other. <laughs> no, they they clearly need to work through like a ton of issues. Yeah, this my just the only thing I could say is. You have to decide with the girls, trust your gut, but communicate, have a conversation, be like, what is it about the topic of living separately? Like, you know, what is, what are you looking to get out of it? Meaning ask him, Yeah. what are you looking to get out of it? Yeah. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's, you know, for me, you know, we've talked about this, like you always crack jokes. I I love when you go out of town now and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I tell Jana, I'm like, yeah, it's cool for like 24 hours. And I'm like, this sucks. And yeah, sometimes guys, we just need like that free space to like yeah. just do Man what cave time. Yeah, whatever it may be, but be lazy, to, like, be dirty. Out. No, not to move out. So no. this seems a little extreme. Yeah, for that. if you told me you wanted to move out, I'd be like, please sign here on this piece of paper. Thanks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you need to be ready for the answers that you don't want to hear. Yeah. Because he needs to be honest with you, and you might not like what he has to say yeah it just doesn't sound like it sounds like he's still in his like party years and he yeah. it doesn't seem like a very like grown-up really especially if he wants to go out and party that much and he got an eight and a two-year-old yeah, like come no, on dude come on like, time to button it up a little bit cool. stop hanging out with scott disick okay yeah time to grow up find <laughs> find a man yes find a man who's on the same page i as will you. say yeah i mean granted michael is younger than me but well no just someone men... who who is wants to live in the same way yes Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. You know, like go to bed before midnight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, anything after 10, I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like 830. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in. We're in bed by eight. We put Jolie down at like eight, eight oh one. We're in bed. Yeah. Teeth brushed, ready to go. Retainers in. Yeah. <laughs> Good honey. <laughs> so romantic at the Costin household. I oh my god, the by the visual, way, by the way, well, great. look at this visual too. I was like, okay, maybe I'll like slip into like some lingerie, lingerie. And so like, you know, I was like feeling myself, put some lingerie on, but then it was like a, it was a tube top basically. So I was, or it was like, it was, no, it was like one of those midriff tops. I was like, this is not sexy. <laughs> like my belly is like poking out. My lingerie is like hits the top of my belly button. I'm like, yeah. Time to go to Target and get some moo-moos. <laughs> you look amazing. Thanks. You look beautiful. Any more that sound good? Well, I, hey, I will say this. I want you guys to email us whatever you want us to answer. I mean, from sex to relationships to anxiety to, I mean, like literally whatever. It could be, why is the sky blue? I don't know why. But Kid just stuff. Mom stuff. Anything. Money. Yeah. Money. Money. Whatever. Janet Kramer. 
at iheartmedia.com and we will answer emails and get some, you know, some some legit people to help answer them as well. Jen, do you brush your teeth? Probably about three or four times a day. Oh, you really do? Yeah. I'm lucky if I get one. But <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried Quip? I haven't, but I you know what? I was thinking this weekend as I was stuffing my toothbrush into my little carry-on case. Don't have to do that with Quip. Right. They've got a really it's yeah. very it's it's uh it's reasonable. It's not like too it's not bulky. And it's got a really cool um cover case that actually is not only a case, but it's, you can stick it on your mirror. I love that because it's just, so gross if you don't have your toothbrush holder. That's yeah. what happened to me this weekend. I just stuck it in my bag. I usually throw my toothbrush in like a makeup bag and then I have like bronzer on my makeup and I'm on my toothbrush and I'm like, Ugh. Finger, here it comes. But with Quip, <laughs> with Quip, you don't need that because, again, it has – it's really cute. It's rose gold. Oprah loves it. It was on her O list, so I love anything that Oprah does. Um, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months. So every three months, you need a new head. Just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip starts at just $25, and if you – Go to getquip.com slash Jana right now. You'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Jana. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Jana. I don't like the term quickie. That's a funny one from Ashley. Oh, let's do that. Whenever my boyfriend is in the mood to have sex, he just goes for it. And then when he finishes, it all stops. I don't like the term quickie because... To him, it means he doesn't need to worry about my needs. Ooh. He can just finish and be done with it. But I also don't like when it lasts forever. When I brought it up to no. him, his response was to tell me how silly I was. He is really good to me. I just don't think he understands that penetration isn't as enjoyable for me as it is for him. I am taking antidepressants, and they seem to be really lowering my sex drive. Oh. I want us to both enjoy it, but I just don't know how. I definitely think it's insensitive, and I feel like men do this a lot, where they don't. They don't get the needs of the woman, and they roll they, off. And why? Why are you smirking over this? They don't like, tread lightly here, Jana Ray. <laughs> no, so, but I'm just, I'm just saying, kidding. like you, like it's not like. I, I just feel like the ratio is skewed. How, it's so Some, not fair. Why is it like? Why is it okay that you guys just are like okay, good night? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why haven't you finished me? But I think not all men are like that. Not all, and. But- my husband. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. Hey, we all have our nights. So here's here's my like bottom bottom line advice. She brought it up to him. Yeah. He pushed it back, projected it back onto her, how silly she is. Yeah. That's that's rude. I would say bring it up one more time. Express your needs. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some other issues in the relationship. In a in a calm, non accusing way. Right. Don't attack Well, guys will be very defensive, defensive about that. Right. Yeah, because you're, that's. I think they're not good in bed. Yeah, that's very vulnerable yeah. and that's a very, very intimate thing for a guy to, yeah, that can kill, kill confidence in a, in a guy. So, but, it, you know, it's, it, that's tough where it's like, oh, I don't want a quickie, but I don't want him to take too long. Well, it's oh, damn. forever is kind of like, okay. Yeah, it sucks for us too. We get tired. Cramps, hamstring cramps, <laughs> butt starts tighten up, arms are tired. <laughs> well, she's also on antidepressants, and they're lowering her sex drive, I which get can be very frustrating yeah. too. I was on Zoloft for like three years and didn't have one orgasm the entire time. So, so that's, I get it. 
That yeah. sucks. Just sucks. So maybe try switching antidepressants. Yeah, you can talk to your psychiatrist and maybe yeah. try different dosage levels yeah, I and tried, switching. I'm on Lexpro and I love it personally. So, All in all, talk to him about it. Validate him. Don't say it's about him. Just say, hey, I love having sex with you. I love our sex life. I would just, you know, for me, I'd really love for my needs to be met a little bit more, but I just, you know. Hey, babe, I love you. I I just, I, you know, I just wish my needs were met a little bit more. You got it, honey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or add some toys to your game. Do something. Get it, Jen. Bring it. Bring it. All right, so please, we really, really, really want to answer your emails. Jana Kramer at iHeartMedia.com, and we cannot wait to wind down with you again next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Later.